Hello everybody, this is Sam Minton for Beantown Sports. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Bruins and Celtics past week and get the NBA All-Star Weekend. This is Beantown Sports. What's up, everybody? This is Sam Minton here for another episode of Beantown Sports. We're going to talk about the NBA All-Star Game. We're going to talk about the Celtics and the Bruins past week, so let's get right into it. We're going to start off with the Bruins. So the Bruins, they've had a tough couple of past weeks, you know. It just seems like they're having trouble communicating, not having good defensive games. And Tuka Rask, Tuka Rask is having a decent season so far. He's been doing his best out there, but it seems like when he's not playing, they're lacking at the goalie position with Nicholas Fedberg. I personally thought they should have given Malcolm Subban a chance, you know. I think he's a great player. I saw him play down in Providence, and he looks like he can be a really good goaltender, so I think it's time that they give him a chance. So let's get to the Bruins' past games this week. So the first game was versus the Rangers, which they ended up losing 3-2. to It's Rangers are a fast team. They have one of the best players in the league, Rick Nass. Rick Nass looks like playing great ever since... He was a great player at Columbus, but it seems like ever since he got to go to a good team at New York, he's been playing great. In the game, Nash had a goal and assist, and also Mionlucci got a goal, which was his 11th of the season. Rick Nash has, again, playing great, over 20 goals. Looks like he could definitely be an MVP contender. And also, Patrice Bergeron got a goal, which is 13th of the season. Bergeron seems like he's... if. If it wasn't for Char, he'd definitely be the captain of his team. He's an amazing player. He's a great leader. And I feel like even if they tra- trade Char, which I personally think they need to trade Char because he's just not performing what he needs, and we need to get either a really good goal solar- scorer to um, help out on the offense or also get a better defenseman. So I feel like we should possibly look into trading Char or look into that in the offseason. But Bergeron, he can definitely be a great captain. You know, he's a great leader. He's really always been the leader, even before Chara came. But I feel like he can definitely step up, and he's he's having a great season as well. But it just seemed like the Bruins in this game versus the Rangers, they just couldn't stop anybody. It just seemed like they couldn't handle the quickness of the Rangers, which seems to be a theme going along in this season, especially in this past week. So the next game was good for the Bruins. They versus the Islanders, and which they won 2-1. to one. Tuka Rask had 40 saves, and Patrice Bergeron had a goal another goal, 14 for the season. And also, Lee Erickson had a goal, which is 12th of the season. And that was good for Erickson because he was reunited with the third line, which I think is a line that Claude Julien has to really keep together. The line of Kelly, Soderberg, and Erickson. I feel like, you know, they play great. All of those guys are fighters when it cu- when they're down near the crease fighting for the puck. And, you know, it's not like they're an offens- offensive line, but Soderberg and Erickson, they can really make a difference in the offensive zone. And also, Kelly's a great defensive um, center or winger. And I feel like that's a key um, line to keep together. But for the Bru- for the um, Islanders, John Tavares got his goal, uh, goal 24 for the season. Again, another great player, you know. He might not get that much spotlight because he's in, on the Islanders, you know, a team that isn't doing well. But he's definitely one of the uh, great players in NHL. And also, Tory Krug, first fighting major this season. You know, I feel like... Uh, that's what the Bruins need, you know. They definitely need to get back to the old hardcore Bruins, killer bees mentality. They have guys like McQuaid. They have they used to have Sean Ford, in which I feel like they're really missing him in the fourth line. Sean Ford, and you know, 
he'd come right off the bench, you know, hit some people, even get in a fight if he had to. But the Bruins need someone who's going to be like that, come right off the bench and boost the spirits, you know, boost the morale with the fight or hits. They just really need to get a guy. I don't know, Kevin Miller, he can't fight because of his shoulder injury. But when something happens, when someone gets hit, they need to have someone that will respond, fight with them, and um, boost them be- morale on the bench. So now here comes to a game that did not end well for the Bruins. When they versed the rival Canadians, it was just not a good game at all for the Bruins. So Carey Price, you know, I'm not really a fan. Didn't think he was. Well, I'm a Bruins fan. I'm biased. I can. I hate all Canadians. But you know, Carey Price got a great game. 35 saves. Mac Pacioretty, I loved watching him play for Team USA in the Olympics. Great player. Goal and assist. 24th goal of the season. Montreal season sweep of the Bruins. I can't even name the last time that happened, but you know that's not usual. Bruins they usually come up and show and playing these show up and playing these games, so it's really unusual to see them them not be able to perform season sweep. But you know all that matters if the Bruins get to the playoffs. All that matters is you beat them then, not now. But David Pasternak also got a golden fifth of the season. He is an amazing player. I feel like he's going to be the next Tyler Sagan or even better than Tyler Sagan. So organization really needs to keep him. And I'll trade him away like Sagan, which, you know, I really don't get why you trade Sagan. He was an amazing player. But David Pasternak, you know, very quick player. He'd make the moves. He's an amazing player. And ever since he came up from Providence, he sparked this team. And, like, especially during that run in January, he was an amazing, sparked the team. You know, he's been playing great. He's been playing with Krejci and Lucic. He's been playing all over the place. What seems, whatever line he's on, he performed great. But the Bruins, the... In this game versus the Canadians, couldn't stop anybody. It seems like they just have trouble with fast teams, and Montreal is a very fast team, very great offensive team. Both offense, both on the offense of the forwards and also the defensemen are a great offenseman, PK Subban, who I hate with passion. But also, they need to communicate better. You have Char and Hamilton colliding, which led to a, a goal for Dale Weiss. Dale Weiss just comes, just gets the rebound. You can't let that happen. You got to communicate. You got to get your men. You can't just let up easy goals. So now we get to the Stars versus the Bruins. It was a rough game. Definitely a, a really rough game for Bruins defense. Jamie Benn, two goals, 17th and 18th of the season. And on one of his goals, he just out-hustled Hamilton. Hamilton just let him get right by the crease. And he didn't get any help from Nicholas Sedberg. But Nicholas Sedberg just let that, he just let it squeeze right in. It's like he... Nicholas Sedberg had a really rough game. He allowed three goals on ten shots in the first period. It was a rough game for Sedberg, who had to get replaced by Tugarask. But also, Trevor Daly had a goal, his 14th of the season. It was just a terrible... It was a great goal for him, but terrible defense. Went from end to end, shot it, got his own rebound. Again, miscommunication. There was a pile-up in the offensive zone for the Bruins. I believe Kevin Miller and Chris Kelly tripped up each other. But they just need to communicate better. But it's a terrible goal to give up. You can't allow an end-to-end goal, and he got his own rebound. You can't. You can't allow that. You can say, "Oh well, um, I believe Rask was a neck. He's got to be able. To, he's got to stop it. Can't give up that that rebound." But you can't. If you have no defense, it's kind of hard not to give up rebound because you have shots coming out of everywhere. But it was just a terrible goal, just all around. It was a terrible goal to give up. But also, Andrew. Antoine Roussel got a game of Skanda for cross-checking Dougie Hamilton for, uh, for um, a cross-check that was on Adam McQuaid, which was a terrible cross I, I'm not surprised he got a game of Skanda. I believe he got suspended two games, which was definitely definitely worthy of a two-game suspension. But, you know, again, you know, you get, 
Adam McQuaid stood up for himself, but it wasn't like there was a fight. You know, he's kind of injured. But also, Dougie Hamilton injured his eye on a high stick that it carried. He took it like a champ. He was bleeding from the eye, but he was all right. But it was a terrible for him and for um, the Adam McQuaid because on the power plays they got, a five-minute power play, they gave up a goal. On a four-minute power play, they gave up a goal. You can't let that happen. On those power those long power plays, you gotta get goals, not give up goals. So it was just a really terrible effort during that game. It's just you can't let up those goals. But again, another another bright spot. Patrice Bergeron got a goal, 15th of the season. Again, he's he's the leader of this team. He's the leader in the offense. He's helping them get through these rough patches. And he's again, you know, he's a great player and definitely deserves more consideration. Seeing that that more people look at him as a defensive forward but he's great on the offensive side as well now we get to the pass game the, the Bruins versus the Canucks it's just a terrible game again for the Bruins they just gave up too many you can't give up goals to these Canucks teams gave up two goals two goals to start the game off and you're thinking oh this isn't looking good you can't give up two goals to the Canucks they ended up losing the game five to three again um Sean Mathias hat trick he got his 11, 12, and 13 goals this season. You can't allow a hat trick. And it's not like some of them were due to defense and miscues with Dougie Hamilton. He just gave him a pass, and all he had to do was just dangle it past to Karask. He, he had plenty of other places to pass it, but he took the risky pass. He had two people going up ice, but he tr- and he had one on the left, one on the right. One on the left, you see Mathias coming in who's going to take the puck. Also, you got one on the right. He was, he, nobody was there. You could have easily passed it to him. There would have been no problem. Again, Patrice Bergeron, not a bright spot. Got a goal, 16th of the season. Then also, Radim Verbata. He got a goal, 21st of the season. He's scored a goal since mid-January, I believe. It's a, barely impressive of him. It's hard to say all these good things about the Canucks since, again, Bruins fan. I don't like the Canucks. But also, a great Chris Kelly got a goal, 7th of the season, you know. He's a great defensive guy. He can help, he can score when when you need him. He's a great player. I really like Chris Kelly. But one of the key parts, Bruins remain ahead of Florida for the last spot in the playoffs. They're, they're hanging on to that last spot. They, The Bruins, if they don't make the playoffs, this is going to be rough. And here in Boston, we want playoffs or bust. We don't even want playoffs or bust. We want Stanley Cup or bust. We, we, Boston wants championships. So the Bruins, they play tomorrow. They're racing the Flames. They just need to come out. Flames, they're not the best team. So the Bruins need to come out, and they need to score, and they need to play great defense. We want a shutout. We need a shutout would be great after the defensive efforts that we had. We really need to, you know, buckle down and stop the Flames. They're not that great of a team. We should be definitely be able to beat them. You know, they got a good t- goaltender, Jonas Hiller. But the Bruins, you know, that first line, you know, Krejci and Lucic, they need to step up. Bergeron, you know, he's doing great. Got to keep scoring. I know. I want to see Brad Marchand score, one of my favorite players. Brad Marchand really has to step up, score some goals. And then the defense, you know, they just got to stop. They just got to stop. They got to check well. They got to be physical. And then the goaltending. The goaltending's been pretty good. So as long as the goaltending, you know, it'd be great to see a shutout. But that's going to be a key game to watch.
Alright, now let's get to the Celtics in their past week. You know, the Celtics, they haven't been focused on, but they're having an alright season. You know, they're battling for that 8th place spot. If they could get to the playoffs, that'd be really big for the city and for the organization because, you know, nobody's been really paying attention to the Celtics since the big three left. You know, I love KG. I love Paul Pierce, you know. I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched so many basketball games since the whole trade thing went down. But, you know, it would be really big for the organization if they can make the make the playoffs even if they get knocked out of the first round it'll be really big for them and hey you never know what happens to the playoffs they can maybe make a run all right but now let's get to their past week we're going to start off with the celtics versus the knicks celtics won 108 97 avery bradley 26 points and four assists you know people were worried when rondo left who's going to fill in for him but i think avery bradley can definitely help fill those shoes you know he's a great player he's a he's i think he's a better shooter than rondo but I think he can, he's a great player that can definitely help lead this team. Also, Jared Schellinger, 22 points and 9 rebounds, 6 assists. I love Sully. I think he's an amazing player. You know, when the Celtics drafted him, people were worried about his injuries. And that's why he fell to the Celtics. But he's an amazing player. I, I love Sully. You know, he might not have the height, but he definitely has the heart. He can help fill in and be a great leader for this team, you know. Ever since KG, they were looking for a guy in the middle. And I think Sully's definitely a great player. You know, he can work in the post. He's also a great shooter. You know, he's just one of my favorite players for the Celtics. And also for the next mellow, 21 points, 6 injuries, 3 assists. You know, he's been struggling now. He's injured. He do- doesn't know if he's going to come back and play after the All-Star break. But he's going to play in the All-Star game because he's mellow. And he's just freaking insane. But, you know, people are they are not really happy with mellow, you know. If I was a New York Knicks fan, I wouldn't be happy. He's supposed to bring us rings. He isn't bringing us anything. He just he just shoots the ball. But it, I just don't don't think that was a good trade for the Knicks. If you look at it in the long run, you know Jerry Smith, he was a great shooter. But again, all he did was shoot. That's it. And they haven't gotten any rings out of the trade. And also, Jerry Smith isn't even on the team anymore. But you know, Melo, he's a great player. But if he goes with no rings in his career, he's gonna be put in the footnotes of NBA history. Now, we're going to get the Celtics versus Nuggets, where the Celtics won 104-100. to Ty Lawson, 23 points, 8 assists. You know, Ty Lawson, great player. I loved watching him when he was at UNC. I'm a big UNC basketball fan. And Ty Lawson, great point guard. People don't pay attention to him, but he, I think he's a great point guard. And also, Kenneth Reed got a, 11 rebounds. You know, he's one of my favorite players. I love his athleticism. You know, he's a great dunker, great blocker. You know, I love watching Kenneth Reed. He, he was in the dunk contest. You know, he's just a really exciting player to watch. Also, Marcus Smart, 10 rebounds. I think, you know, Marcus Smart, great player. You know, like like right there, he can rebound. He can pass. He can shoot. I think he's a great player. I think he's definitely a rookie you got to watch out for. And I love that draft pick when I was watching the NBA draft. I thought it was a great pick for the Celtics. So I think this guy's going to be someone you want to watch and see it how he matures as his career goes on. But I think he could definitely be a great player for the Celtics. Now we're going to get to the Celtics versus the 76ers, where the Celtics won 107-96. Celtics freaking win streak. Way to put that up. Sully, he's showing up late to, to pregame walkthrough. So you can't do that. Come on, bud. Come on, Sullinger. You can't do that. you got to be a leader of this team and make sure you show up. I don't care if you get in a car accident. I don't care if you get stuck in traffic. you got to make time. you got to show up. If you're going to be a leader, you got to be there. But in the game, he had 22 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Sully, again, just a great play. Brandon Knight for the Bucks, Bucks in the next game. 
when the Bucks beat the Celtics 96-93. to Brandon Knight, 26 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. The Greek Freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's going to go by the Greek Freak because I can't pronounce Antetokounmpo a million times. But 14 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. A great player. You know, I don't hear of a lot of players coming out of Greece. But, you know, he was a really great player. You know, he was really athletic. And he was in the dunk competition. And we're going to get to the dunk competition, which was amazing in a little bit. But then comes one of the biggest games. The Celtics versus the Hawks. A big game. Jared Schellinger, 17 points and 15 rebounds. Great double-double game. He's he's the heart and soul of this Boston Celtics team. Al Horford, 22 points, 12 rebounds, double-double. Again, great. he's the heart and soul of the Atlanta Hawks. But Evan Turner, 12.7 rebounds, 9 assists. Great game for him. But more importantly, at the game-winning shot to give the Celtics an 89-88 victory. It was a great shot by Evan Turner. Clutch shot. Just with a nice floater over the paint over DeMar Carroll. And the crowd just went insane. It was just an epic shot. And now we got to hear what was probably the most amazing radio call I've ever heard in my life from Cedric Maxwell, which will always make me cry no matter how many times I hear it because it's probably one of the most funniest things I've ever heard. time favorite which just actually came this past week Ooh, give me a sandwich somebody <laughs> the Celtics have pulled a rabbit out the head sorry Dominique ah! all right now let's get the NBA all-star weekend where it's been a pretty exciting weekend so far we're in a sorrowful the celebrity game which is I enjoy the celebrity game I think it's really cool so Monet Davis you know she was pretty good. She put the spin cycle on Kevin Hart. Now, since we have Monet Davis, I'd like to give my opinion on Monet Davis. She did have she did good at the Willie World Series, but I think a lot of made up was made out of her just because she was a girl. If we really want to be equal here, she was just a regular player at Williamsport. You know, she wasn't that good. Don't come after me for saying this. It's just my opinion, but I just think she was an average player. I don't get what the big deal's about. I don't get the Sports Illustrated covers. I don't get all of this. Because I don't see any other players, you know. When New England came, New England went PBD Mass, where I'm from. You didn't see anybody freaking out, getting on Sports Center covers just because they played. They were just, they just made it. And you know that you saw them on the newspaper and stuff. But they weren't going national just because they played. But also, Kevin Hart for the celebrity game, 15 points. That was fourth MVP, you know. He's announced his retirement. It's amazing to watch him. He's, you know, he's really funny, funny kid. He's funny man, and he's not that bad of a baller. But now we're gonna get to the Rising Stars game, where Team World beat Team USA one twenty one to one twelve. You know, I really like this. You know, have the World versus Team USA like in some other past games. You know, it's kind of showing how the NBA has grown across the globe, where you have enough players in, in the league to have a World team versus the USA team. But Andrew Wiggins twenty two points and was the MVP for the game, for the world team, you know, he's a great player, you know, I think if he got to stay in Cleveland, it would have been fun to watch what would have happened with him, LeBron, and everyone there, you know, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, it would be really interesting to watch what would have happened, and Rudy 
Gobert, 18 points and 12 blocks for Team World. You know, that's pretty interesting to see 12 blocks in one game. Pretty impressive. And then Victor Oladipo and Zach Levine scored 22 for Team USA. And they were slam dunk participants, which we'll get to later. But this won't be the only thing we'll be talking about with Zach Levine and Victor Oladipo. Now, let's get the three-point contest. It was an epic three-point contest. One of the best. One of the best. It, it compares when Bird was in it. Steph Curry ended up winning 27 in championship round, which was a new record. He had 13 in a row. 13 threes in a row. You know, he's just one of the best shooters in the league. Again, I'd say one of the top five players in the league right now. Great defense, great shooter, you know. Great team player. He's just such an amazing player with, you know, Clay Thompson, Splash Brothers over there. Steph Curry is an amazing player. Golden State's definitely a team to watch out for the finals. But Irving... He had 20, Kyrie Irving, 23 in the first round, 17 in the championship round. You know, Kyrie Irving, he, he won it before. He showed why he's another great shooter. And Kyle Korver and defending champ Marco Bellinelli, they had 18 points and didn't even make the finals. And also, J.J. Redick had 22 points and didn't even make the finals. It just showed how it was a strong competition this year. And now, when I get to the event, that was the most... It was definitely probably the highlight of All-Star Weekend so far. The dunk contest, my favorite. I love the dunk contest. I love watching it. Hasn't been that good in past years. But, you know, I feel like this year, it's been brought back. You know, Zach Levine. Zach Levine's a god now. He's one of the most amazing dunkers I've ever seen. So let's get to it right now. So, first round, I fought, before it even started, I fought, Greek freak, Giannis Atacanupo. I thought he was going to win. You know, he's athletic, tall. He's got the height. I thought he could pull off some amazing stunt. But Oladipo's first dunk, amazing. 540. Insane. It sparked off the crowd. It was amazing. I don't, I don't think we've seen anything like that in the dunk competition. I thought it was an amazing dunk. I thought, uh-oh, Oladipo might win this. But then Zach Levine. Comes out in the Space Jam MJ jersey. Everyone's saying he, he has an MJ jersey. He better show us what he can do. He goes between the legs reverse dunk. It was insane. Off an alley-oop in between the legs reverse. It was an insane dunk. And you knew Victor Oladipo and Zach Levine. These are the guys we need to watch. And then they both got 50s. And you just knew it. They were going to be the ones we saw. So now they're second dunks. We have um, Zach Levine. Behind the back, in the middle of the, in midair, he goes behind the back, windmill. He just, it was an amazing, such an athletic guy, you know, you had the hype going in that Levine was an amazing dunker, but he proved, on the big stage, he can dunk, he can show what he's made of. And Oladipo had an alley-oop, 360 off the side of the backboard, it's a great dunk, you know. He didn't get a 50 like Levine, Levine perfect 100 for the first round, but you know, it was a good dunk, it was a really good dunk. So the championship round, Zach Levine, first dunk between the legs with his left hand, windmill. You know, people might, he didn't get a, a 50, but, you know, because he was going against himself. He had some amazing dunks. But people didn't count. He had his left hand, you know. If you ever shot, even tried to shoot a basketball, do a layup with your left hand, you know how hard it is. But to dunk it, that it was insane. But in Oladipo, he had a fail between the legs dunk where he had one of his teammates holding the ball above his head. He just couldn't do it, and you just knew it. This was Zach Levine's night. He was gonna, he was gonna pull it off. I, I, I thought he was gonna pull it off after that. 
and all depot for his last dunk goes behind the back alley oop behind the backboard alley oop. You know, it was, a, it was a good dunk, but it was nothing compared to Zach Levine. So Zach Levine, final dunk off the side of a backboard, the State Farm pad. He does an amazing dunk between the legs. You know, he's shown. He just it was amazing. So I and he went up winning the competition. And I hope we to see more of this kid. You know, all I've made was of his draft night when he wasn't really that excited to get drafted to Timberwolves. But I think he can be a great player, athletic player. And I hope we see him in dunk contest again. You know, he had one of the best dunk performances since Vince Annie Vince Carter. You know, Vince Carter, was an am- his dunks were amazing. The honey dip, the th- 360s, everything. It was amazing. So, I love Vince Carter, you know. He made me get my first jersey, Vinsani, and he sparked the dunk contest. You know, he he really got people excited into it. So I think this kid can definitely be another version of Vince Carter. So and it was it was just an amazing dunk contest, and I think it'll be an amazing All Star game. Alright, that's it for the show today, guys. I just want to thank you guys for listening. You know, you can go to the SoundCloud page to watch more episodes. And also, you can find us on Twitter. Beantown, the Beantown Sports Twitter is at Beantown underscore pod. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Bad underscore Minton. Thanks, guys, for listening. Peace out. Peace out.